0: The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. Today FM.
1: So let's remind ourselves of what President Michael D. Higgins said yesterday when he said the housing crisis is our great, great, great failure. This audio given to us by Virgin Media's Zara King.
0: And I often ask myself, you know, how Republican is what we created? And isn't it sometimes very much closer to the poor law system that we thought we were departing from? And that's a real challenge. I I have taken, as Walter, to speaking ever more frankly in relation to housing because I think it is our great, great, great failure. It isn't a crisis anymore. It is a disaster. And I think that we have to really think about meeting the basic needs of people in a republic be about food and shelter and education. We just really, when I think of people, I, I, I said that I knew John Crowder and I knew many more from the engineering faculty and go, they're people who built homes and building homes is what is important. It is not to be a star performer for the speculative sector internationally or anything else.
1: So that was President Michael D. Higgins yesterday. Uh, Gabby Gatavikecia, political reporter with the Irish Independent. What is the reaction from government to this intervention by the president?
2: Yeah, so of course the president made very uh, strong remarks yesterday, and I think increasingly so over the past couple of months and weeks. We've seen him come out with stronger and stronger comments on different issues, but... The reaction certainly wasn't positive. Um, myself and my colleagues Hugh Connell and Philip Ryan were reporting in Today's Irish Independent that there were certainly a few eyebrows raised amongst ministers, but you know, some were really quite angry. Um, some saying that he crossed the line. So why were they that, angry?
1: And in what way is he supposed to have crossed the line?
2: So, of course, we know that, you know, it is definitely convention that the two different houses, the House of the Oireachtas and the Auras, do not... Pass comments um, on 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 each other and do not certainly come out and criticise one another, but certainly these comments would have. Been seen as a dig at the government um, and, a, and a criticism of government policy. And, um, you know, speaking to of all sources, they were telling me that, you know, this is more of a criticism on Fianna Gael as there really weren't that many houses built over the past 10 years. And that, of course, you know, this government certainly has put a lot of time and effort into putting in place the four billion a year housing for all plan. You know, that's kind of its one promise that this government has is that it's going to certainly do its bit to try and solve the housing crisis um, but of course the president is extremely popular and so when he came out and made his comments yesterday which a lot of the public agreed with and you know it was seen as it was certainly perceived by some within government as um, a criticism of the coalition.
1: Yeah did he offer any solutions to the housing crisis uh, what would he do differently to the government?
2: Well, you know, certainly I think some some of the criticisms and as well speaking to sources today, you know, ministers also kind of pointed that, you know, he's also been a president, now he's on a second term and that, you know, every, I know it's extremely unusual but, you know, he does sign um, bills into legislation and, and into, into law, legislation into law. So if, if there was a law that perhaps he disagreed with um, during his time as president, perhaps he should have, you know, halted um, that law or sent to the Supreme Court. Now, that's very un- unusual that that would happen. Um, but certainly, you know, of course, we know that the past 10 years have been very difficult for the government when it comes to the housing crisis. Um, also, he made this remark that, um, you know, the, the housing situation has been left up to the marketplace. Sources disputing that as well, saying that's simply not the case
1: some listener comments coming in he said what we all think the truth another one michael d is right good man michael d another one says bravo michael d uh, but there's another one who uh, another one says we voted for this president and he finally speaks for all of us the citizens well done no more rubbing each other's backs uh, and another one, though, says this is Pat Gavin. Well, Michael D is correct. Was he just saying it to deflect away from his rebuke from the bishop in Nigeria after he blamed climate change for the murder of Christians by Islamists? Gabby.
2: Yes. So it was interesting because uh, when we were speaking to sources yesterday, that was certainly the view in government is that you know he's you know the president has come out in in, in recent weeks and said things that have been quite, you know, they've made the headlines, for example, as comments about Elon Musk or, or, or very much so um, that attack in, in, in Nigeria. Um, and, you know, sources really hit out strongly against that, you know, we're saying that especially the Nigerian incident was, you know, a, a big mistake. Um, so I don't know if, if the president is, in, is engaging in deflection. I think certain people would agree with him, you know, that the housing crisis has now become a housing disaster. But it is seen, I suppose, or certainly was perceived by some in government as to be a criticism of the
0: government.
1: Let's actually hear what he actually said that time about Elon Musk, even if he didn't mention Elon Musk by name.
0: This centre is so important for Khan because it is aiming to address the very demands of policy that that I have mentioned, the importance of media, and again, in many cases, in relation to great failure Uh, is it a great success that a multi-billionaire would be now deciding uh, what is appropriate for people to exchange by way of discourse Uh, I think it can hardly be described as anything other than a manifestation of an incredible and dangerous narcissism
1: That was his comments at the opening of the DCU climate conference a few weeks ago. Uh, Dr. Laura Cahalan is lecturer in law in the University of Limerick. Can you clarify for us, please? Is the president prohibited from making comments about issues of public policy?
3: No, there. I mean, there's nothing in the Constitution that specifically prohibits the President from coming out and saying something like this. But I suppose it's, it's relevant to look at how the relationship between the President and the government is set up in the Constitution. And it clearly is set up in such a way that it's intended that there won't be conflict between the President and the government. So as we know, the, the President requires governmental um, permission before going abroad Um, He also requires permission if he wants to address the nation. So there are all these mechanisms in place to try to ensure that there wouldn't be any sort of discordance between those two organs. And that's where this gets a little bit difficult, because, I mean, everybody agrees with the comments that he's making at the moment. And that's it's all very well and good when we agree with the comments. But you could have a situation in the future where you could have a president who um, speaks out on different types of issues. And I think someone this morning gave the example of an anti-vax and all of a sudden things get a little bit tricky then if you have the head of state coming out, giving opinions which people don't necessarily agree with, and for a person who is supposed to be um, politically unbiased and who has to make important constitutional decisions such as whether or not to send a piece of legislation to the Supreme Court, or whether or not to grant a dissolution to a Taoiseach who's lost his majority in Parliament, that's where this becomes really difficult.
1: There's lots of other people coming in to zero eight seven four one hundred one zero two supporting President Michael D. Higgins. O'Neill says thank God we have one head of state in the so-called Republic who speaks for the people. Another one says, I just wish he had spoken out sooner. But another says, Laura, that what Michael D. Higgins says is irrelevant because he's holding a symbolic role. If he wanted to make a difference, he should have done so when he was a TD and minister, but he didn't. Now, I'm sure he could argue the point on that. But it probably is easier as president when you don't actually hold executive office uh, with responsibility for dealing with these issues to make comments such as he did.
3: Well, that is the point. The presidency isn't supposed to be an office which is directed at policy. That's why we have this separation of powers. So the executive is the one that determines policy. The president is there as head of state, as a guardian of the constitution. And now you could argue that this role as a sort of a voice for the people has emerged since the time of Mary Robinson. But I think the president has to be very careful in terms of how far that role goes. Um, and certainly, being critical of government policy would be a step too far. Now you can argue whether or not the comments did constitute actual criticism of government policy or whether they were simply kind of higher level principles um, about the idea of homelessness and and the crisis that we do find ourselves in but certainly we don't want to get into a situation where the President criticises the government and then on the other side of that, if you lose the convention where the government doesn't criticise the President you're getting into very murky waters there and we already saw A big controversy in the late 1970s when a a minister referred to the President as a thundering disgrace and that situation um, resulted in the President resigning. Um, So, you know, these are are tricky issues. Uh, But actually, just to maybe come back on one point that was made earlier about about, um, President Higgins' role and the referral of bills to the Supreme Court, it's probably worth noting that he doesn't have any discretion. He has to sign legislation unless he thinks there's anything unconstitutional in it. So it's not just a case that if he disagrees with legislation, he can refuse to sign it. it the only time he can refuse to sign it is if he thinks it should be sent to the supreme court for a decision on its unconstitutionality is if say
1: things were to deteriorate and i'm not suggesting that they will between the government and the president are there any circumstances in which the irish president could be removed impeached for example
3: There is a procedure for impeachment of the president, but only for stated misbehaviour. And I think this falls very far short of that. I don't think anybody would be contemplating um, looking at impeachment proceedings. I mean, we've seen the situation in the US and the Irish model would be based on that. So I think it would take uh, something pretty major for us to be looking at impeachment proceedings.
1: Okay. Uh, Gabby, just to finish with you, the President Michael D. Higgins was a private landlord at one stage in the last decade, wasn't he? And didn't he also, according to reports at the Sunday Times back nearly a decade ago, sell a property in Galway, availing of some of the sort of the tax benefits at the moment, which he seems to be complaining about?
2: Yes, that's right. So it, it's interesting to note that. I mean, I suppose, you know, in, in fairness to the President, he's got you know, every right to, to do that. Um, and, and, you know, to be coming out and to be criticizing the housing crisis, I suppose, you know, that's, that's a little bit of, of, of a separate issue. But yeah, there, there was some. Well, know, so it's
1: not that. a separate issue because he complained about the whole thing about speculators and the system being set up to their benefit. But that is a system where we can ask legitimate questions as to whether he benefited himself back nearly a decade ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think it's interesting um, to see because there were some sources pointing to that yesterday as well. So, look, I, su- I suppose it's all very well for him to come out and and, and to make those comments yesterday. Um, you know, with well, I think a couple of years left of his presidency, but you know, I suppose if you look at his own past, you know, he, he you know he rented out accommodation too. So I suppose it it is fair to ask, you know, did he benefit off that system too? You know,
1: did and just to finish with you, Gabby, another listener wants to know. Shane says, "Have the politicians said he's wrong in what he said, or that?" He was just wrong to say it.
2: I think the issue is that he was he was wrong to say it in that you know it some you know within government would have interpreted it as a criticism of government, and you know that is something that is sort it's not really I suppose there's a convention that you know one house the house of the Aorates doesn't necessarily criticise the Oris and and vice versa. So I think in fairness, with the housing crisis really quite in a dire state and this government really pushing, saying it's doing all that it can, it kind of really hit it where it hurt most. Um, And especially when we do have that convention that, you know, one would not criticise the other. Uh,
1: Gabia Gatavikecia, political reporter with the Irish Independent, and Dr. Laura Cahalan, thank you very much. Lecturer in law at University of Limerick, thank you very much for joining us here on the last word of today. event. (laughs)